everyone, this is Happiest, episode number 13, A Happy Habit, A Grateful Heart. Welcome, I'm your host Susan Chavez. I'm an author, artist, and teacher, and a grateful member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And just like you, I'm out to find the happy. In this podcast, we will be searching to find the happiest moments in every situation. These are some of my stories. I hope they will help you feel lifted, happy, and hopeful as you search for your own happy in this journey we call life. So are you ready? Here we go. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast today. Last time we talked about the gladness that can come into your life simply by looking up. Whenever you need to be lifted up, look up. Today we are going to talk about giving thanks not just on one special holiday in November, but today we're going to talk about how to create a happy habit of giving thanks throughout the whole year, a grateful heart, a happy habit. Have you ever noticed how all holidays seem to be about giving thanks? Go ahead, think about it. Each holiday is a day set aside to celebrate something we can all give thanks for. Think about New Year's, a time to be thankful for new beginnings. Think about Valentine's Day, a time to be thankful for those we love. How about Easter, a time to be thankful for the greatest of all of God's gifts, His Son, Jesus Christ. What about Mother's Day and Father's Day, a time to turn around and be grateful for parents and grandparents who loved and cared and guided us along our way. Independence Day, thankful for our country, our liberty, and our freedom. Even on Halloween, I think, we can be thankful for children, for families, for memories that take us back to when we used to dress up and knock on doors searching for treats. And then, that wonderful time of year when the leaves on the trees turn golden and have fallen, when the temperatures begin to fall too. Before we set our sights on Christmas, we get ready to celebrate one more holiday reserved in November, one more day when the work stops, people pause, and families gather. One more day purposely set aside for one wonderful reason, a day to look back at the year, to recall our lives, our joys and sorrows, our ups and downs, and remember the many wonderful blessings we've received throughout the entire year. How appropriate it is, I think, to begin the Christmas holiday season with a day in which we can focus on giving thanks for all we can give thanks for. There is something influential about giving thanks, something more than just a word, something more than just good manners. Giving thanks has the capacity to not only lift the receiver of the thanks, but giving thanks has the ability to elevate the giver of the thanks and to raise them up as they live a life of perpetual thanksgiving, as they are constantly learning to look for 
to listen to and recognize all the reasons they have to be a giver of thanks in every day of their life. Living a life of grateful gratitude for all we have will not only bless our sight and fill every sky with color and design, but it will also turn our thoughts constantly to search for God's will and the blessings for which His plan for our lives have been appointed. Studies have shown that consistently grateful people are more energetic, more forgiving, less likely to be anxious, less likely to feel lonely or be depressed. The effect of being more grateful causes more positive outcomes, and more positive outcomes brings more opportunities and possibilities for growth. Working to become more grateful over just a few weeks will help you find the happy in your life. When you are armed with more gratitude, you are equipped to more possibility. Giving thanks will add light to your duties of every day and brightness to your walks of every night. Looking at the world with a grateful heart is not always easy. Sometimes our brains seem to be trained to only see the negatives in our lives. Sometimes we may tend to even lean toward the problems that need to be solved instead of the achievements that need to be celebrated. There are many jobs that require workers to become skilled at looking for and focusing on problems that need to be fixed, errors that need to be corrected, and muddles that need to be recognized and put to right. These professions might include um, being a dentist. They have a skill to look for cavities so they can be fixed. A teacher is skilled to look for errors on a test to see what needs to be taught. A mechanic is skilled for looking under the hood of a car for what is wrong with an engine. An accountant is skilled looking for why the books don't balance. And a computer repairman is skilled looking for why the hard disk is still showing an error. As a math teacher for many years, I have also trained my brain to quickly look at a student's math test and focus only on the mistakes they have made and the things they still need to learn. I used to put an X on every problem they missed, and I remember even telling my students to not give themselves a point or to draw anything by the problems they got right because I wanted them to only focus on what they still needed to learn. Until recently, I changed my mind. I decided to try to reframe my brain to not only look for problems that need fixing, but to also focus on celebrating successes that need praising. It takes me a little longer now when I correct math papers, but I do take a little extra time to draw a happy face 
next to every single problem my students get right to help me focus more on the positive and commend them for their good work and their ability to learn. Sometimes our brains can very easily get stuck in the habit of viewing the world in patterns of problems, problems that need solving and mistakes that need attention instead of seeing the world in terms of work completed, good things done, and accomplishments that need to be commended. Switching to the habit of looking for the praiseworthy, honoring the commendable, and giving thanks for the good in your life will fill your life with the happy that you've all been looking to find. If we are always focusing on what's wrong in our lives, we will miss the chance to see what's right with our lives. The message is, what we look for is what we see. The lesson is, we tend to miss what we're not looking for. The moral is, we see what we focus on. The bottom line is, what we choose to focus on is exactly what we will be able to find. Don't you love all of that? You can choose what your eyes will see. The good, the bad, the lucky, the loss, the happy, or the hapless. You can reframe your brain to focus on the good things in your life, to see more possibility, and to be grateful for every opportunity. Two people can view the same situation and actually see different things, depending on what they are expecting to see. When your brain is reframed to see the positive things in your life, that's when you will be able to become more grateful for your life. One day, my daughter had called me from college. It was her second year at BYU-Idaho, and she was having one of those days when feeling grateful had seemed to have temporarily been moved to the back burner of her busy to-do list for the day. Roommates were being weird. Boys that said they would call back had not. And all in all, there was some major tempest-tossing going on in her young adult college life. She was feeling discouraged and even was on the verge of thinking all was lost. I knew she needed to do some tempest-tossing, billow-busting exercises in order to get her strength back and to help her remember the blessings still pouring down on her in the midst of a very dark and empty sky. It's not easy in the middle of the tempest to stop and look for the beauty of the waves. But I knew she needed to reframe her brain and look for the good things in her life instead of only focusing on the billows. I know we have all had those days when we need our own tempest-tossing, billow-busting exercises, just like my daughter did. 
I know I've had plenty of those all-is-lost parties myself. Just a simple action to stop and think of what things our hearts can be grateful for can lift us when life's billows have left us tempest-tossed. Elder Neil A. Maxwell taught, Remembering and counting our many blessings can humble us by reminding us of all the reasons we have to be thankful to God, not only today's reasons, but those relating to all of our yesterdays. How far should our memories be rolled back as a beginning? Certainly, the rollback should cover the length of our entire personal lives. It does require energy and intellectual honesty to keep it before us. End quote. How interesting that just the desire to have a grateful heart somehow isn't going to be enough. It will require energy and intellectual honesty to keep it before us. Reframing a brain to focus on being more grateful will take some work. Training your brain to notice more things that you can be grateful for takes practice focusing on the positive in your life. Creating a habit of perpetual thanksgiving will take energy. Building a new habit that will lift your life and help you find the happy can begin right now. Experts say the best way to form a new habit is to tie it to an existing habit. And I love this idea. So what we're going to do today is we're going to look for patterns in your day and we're going to think about how can you use existing habits to create a new happy habit. For many of us, our morning routine is our strongest routine of the day. So that is a good place to stack on a brand new habit. I used to not be very good at saying my morning prayers. And so one day I decided I wanted to be better at this. So I set a goal. And I wanted to create a habit that I would always remember every morning to stop and say my morning prayers. So I decided to tie on the habit of saying my prayers every morning to an existing habit that I already did. And the existing habit that I tied it to was making my bed every morning. So whenever I would finish making my bed... I would also remember to say my prayers right then. Once my brain started to tip a little bit toward the habit of saying my prayers along with making my bed, the habit started to become easier and started to roll in the direction of a permanent habit. Someone once said that when you begin to form a new habit, it takes less energy to start it and more energy to make the habit stick. That's why, to me, it makes so much sense to attach it to some habit that I am already doing. 
You can begin right now to reframe your brain to live your life with a grateful heart and to give thanks for the good things around you. So, how to make a grateful heart your happy habit. First of all, we're going to look for a routine that you can attach a new habit to. Think of your own morning routine or another routine you do throughout the day. Now, choose one thing that you do already on a regular basis and then just for a few extra minutes, tie on the new habit of writing down just three good things every day that happens to you. Place a little notebook with a pencil that is already sharpened and ready to go in the same location as the routine you are adding your new habit to. Don't put your notebook in another room or in a drawer and make sure your pencil is ready and sharp. You don't want to give your new habit any excuses to not have what you need right where you need it as your habit is just getting started up. Then plan on adding just a few more minutes to your regular schedule to create the habit of perpetual giving thanks. The best way to start a grateful heart in motion for a happy habit is to start making a daily list of the good things in your life, your job, your career, your family, everything you are grateful for. When you write down a list of three good things, just three good things that happen to you every day, your brain will be focused to scan all day the previous 24 hours, looking for all the potential positives it can. Memories of things that made you smile or laugh. Moments that gave you a feeling of success or of hope. In just five minutes a day, this happy habit can reframe your brain to become more skilled at focusing more on those sights, sounds, smells, tastes, and feelings that can be more grateful in your life. At the same time, since we are busy trying to remember the good, our brains will begin to push back those other small frustrations and letdowns that used to cling to our memories. You could write three good things down while you are eating your breakfast in the morning. You could choose to write three good things down where you sit every day to put on your shoes. You could write three good things down when you are waiting for the bus or the carpool. You could write three good things down when you are listening to the morning news or when you first get to work before you open your email for the day. Once you begin this grateful heart, happy habit, you will find that it has power. 
It doesn't matter when you do it, as long as you do it on a regular basis. It's not your age or what you do for your work that matters. It's the habit and the consistency of the habit that will give you staying power. Writing down three good things every day for a week will lead your focus to happier summits. Now, listen to this. Writing down three good things each day for a month steer your sights to grateful elevations. Writing down three good things every day for three months will push your views to giving thanks with happier and higher levels of optimism. The better you become at scanning the world for good things to write down, the more good things you will be able to see. And soon, wherever you look, you will begin to see all the good without even trying. It will have become a grateful heart, happy habit. As you become better at picking up the blessings and the good things around you in your life, you will start to become better at seeing the things to be grateful for in all parts of your life. The message is, what we look for is what we see. So what are you going to do? Look for the good in your life, and then you will see the good around you. The lesson is, we tend to miss what we're not looking for. Don't miss the good in your life. The moral is, we see what we focus on. So what are you going to do? Focus on the good in your life. The bottom line, what we choose to focus on is exactly what we will be able to find. You can choose what your eyes will see. You can choose the good or the bad. You can choose the lucky or the loss. You can choose the happy or the hapless. You can see the miracle or the misfortune. One day, I was on my way to my daughter's house driving on a highway through an intersection that I remember was crowded with cars from road construction. All of a sudden, a car that had been waiting at a stop sign darted across the road right in front of me. I didn't even have time to put on the brake. I remember the sound of the crash and then everything went quiet for a moment. As I started to realize what had just happened, I first noticed there was smoke inside my car. I was scared and worried that it was a fire, but someone who had come to help opened my door and said the smoke was from the airbag that had gone off. I was shaken, but not hurt. I got out of the car and immediately looked at the other car, hoping they were also okay. A young 16-year-old driver climbed out of her car, 
and I remember the only thing I could think to do was to go over and give her a hug and tell her how grateful I was that we had both been in an accident and we had both come out okay. She apologized for running the stop sign and I hugged her again. It surprised me that day. My heart just felt grateful. In every situation, you have the power to choose what you will see, what you will focus on, what you will be grateful for. You have the power to reframe your brain, to focus on the good, to see the possibility, and to be more grateful in every opportunity. Two people can view the exact same situation and actually see different things depending on what they are expecting to see. When your brain is reframed to see the positive things in your life, then you will be able to be more grateful in your life. When you are able to be more grateful in your life, that's where you will find the happy. Are you ready to build into your daily routine a grateful heart? What if this happy habit would only take you three minutes a day? What if it came from writing down just three good things that happens to you every day? What if you were able to find the happy? What if it worked? What are you doing in your own life to keep your soul aloft? It's not always easy. There are days when your life will soar and there are days when it will not. But there are many things you can do to add lift to your life. Even on those days when the string gets all tangled around your feet, you will be able to look for the happy. That's what this podcast is all about. We're going on a journey together to look for the happiest moments in everyday life in all situations that will help you keep your soul aloft. Be ready, because together we are out to find the happy. Thanks for tuning in today. Have a beautiful rest of your day and get ready. Today, you will start a happy habit of a grateful heart. Bye for now. See you next time.